0: healing for pets. I'm your host, Chris Canone. My guest today is Dr. Anya Corden, a holistic veterinary practitioner with her clinic, Animal Health Oasis in Naples, Florida. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about water and how it affects your pets. But first, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Dr.
1: Corden. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me today. Um, It's uh, an exciting topic that we're covering today. Anyway. Yeah, I was uh, born in a small town in Germany, and at the age of four, I told everybody I'm becoming a veterinarian. I cannot tell you what triggered it for sure. That's just that was the only thing I ever wanted to become, and uh, I kept it up for the 20 years until I, I mean, from when I was born until I actually did make it into school, into the vet school (laughs) with all the little hindrances of not having it that easy to get into vet school. It's really not that easy to get into it, but I knew it all along. So that was my goal. Um, And so um, in between, I went to a Rudolf Steiner school because um, uh, my parents got me there. It's a private school. It has very much the connection with nature. Um, there, it teaches like Dr. Rolf Steiner, but was a very advanced anthroposophic person. He founded that whole movement. And in there, we would learn about biodynamic planting, which is planting in tune with a moon and uh, all kinds of uh, traditional things that were kept up and explained why that was always done that way. And so it was really following nature, which is, of course, something that leaves an imprint of you when you're a young person. I um, did start having problems, health problems uh, for myself, like rashes, especially on the skin when I turned into my teenage years and uh, had some frustrations about this and was constantly thinking, I'm going to go to vet school, even so it's vet school, it's medical school. I will learn all this and I will figure it out how to treat that. So having these issues when you go into, uh, you know, before you go to vet school is probably helpful for you to ask these critical questions and wait for the information to come. You know, basically when, when I didn't get the answers that I wanted, I kept looking further when I didn't really have the natural healing
0: Did you go to the doctors, the regular doctors, in the meantime?
1: I did not go much to regular doctors because I already, as a teenager, went to a regular doctor. When I came back from uh, Long Island, where I was uh, in a social year before I started studying, I basically felt like I have had like a a dumpling in my throat and I knew we had like uh, my family, my my grandfather had like thyroid issues. And so I went to a specialist for thyroid issues and just was questioning what that is. And uh, to the day, it's kind of difficult to really pinpoint down how like a a problem with the thyroid on how to treat it, especially in traditional and in conventional medicine. And so he told me at the end I had psychological problems and uh, I wasn't very happy about this because I actually was just about to start my veterinary schooling and I was very exciting, excited about going there. So that was one of those triggers that um, made me lose right away any trust in any conventional doctor. So I didn't go much because I was in vet school and I kept looking for the answers there and I was always looking and uh, asking for the cause but I didn't get satisfactory answers so that's really where you start looking further you, you're kind of finished with with school and you go into a veterinary clinic I, I did I mean in, into the practice and you see nobody's asking for causes I mean I have a story for you. You wanna wanna hear a story? Like like Sure. Sure. <laughs> I mean it's it's I mean we can say it like let's let's go into the water topic with the stories. I can we can talk about that. Let's let's just sure. do it this way. Yeah, let's start. Um I mean what what do you know about water? You know some stuff about water. No. Well, we're seventy percent water. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Our, our animals, I'm going to assume, are the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. The earth is 70% water. I so mean, in an
1: optimal case scenario, a lot of us are dehydrated and a lot of our animals are dehydrated.
0: And that, assume I assume, causes a lot of symptoms that are treated by drugs and right. things like that. They don't look for the cause. <laughs> Just like you... Just like you said.
1: Major cause, even just the water, even just lack of water. There's, there, there are books out there, your, your body's many, body's many cri- cries for water. You know, it's all in dehydration.
0: What kind of symptoms can be caused by dehydration in animals?
1: Well, I mean, for once, they can get sleepy um, and they can get uh, very dry skin. They can get rashes. So really, uh, and just um, overall, I mean, they can not digest, they can get constipated, you know, because water is needed for that. I mean, there's uh, pretty much anything. Like It's it's so often, I more than ever look at blood work and I have almost all blood work showing me that there is dehydration because we we have high um, hematocrit, that's high red blood cell counts. And you know, not enough fluid with it. We have this all the time. We're more and more having those issues on the, like everybody is getting dehydrated and showing. And I mean, even more so think about it. Um, what is out there in, in nature that would be dry? And what are we feeding our animals? Dry kibble. The majority of them get dry kibble. And cats, same thing. And in cats, it's even worse cats cannot at all adapt to this that's causing all these kidney issues this is why they they they, they get in, into kidney renal failure as they age because that is like so dehydrating the whole time for them and it doesn't matter how much water they drink they cannot absorb it if it's not coming in the water and it's like the same for dogs it's the same for us if you just eat cookies and chips all this dehydrated stuff and you drink water next to it you're not going to make up for it so there's a lot to be said to you. So my, my uh, patients really all get uh, only a wet diet, and especially the cats, at least canned food. I mean, I write, I'm, I'm more like uh, into raw food. We can talk about this some other time, but um, basically, yeah, the dryness. I mean, like in nature, the highest content um, of water have fruits. They have 90% of water in it. So when we eat fruit in their in their real, like you know how they how they come completely not dehydrated or preserved in any ways, we get ninety percent in veggies. We have um, a minimum of seventy percent, and we should only eat foods that have like around seventy percent of water in it. So we're not disturbing the hydration in our body.
0: So can we do the same for our pets? Of course, we give can. Them, I mean, give, give them a watermelon. How about can... watermelon for? Watermelon dogs is good as
1: a snack, but always away from food. I mean, watermelon, I actually haven't tried it with my cats. I'm not sure they would take it because cats are a little bit more funny about it. I mean, you have to watch out that your dog is healthy when you do this, because, of course, the, the, the sugary content in uh, fruits can, can become a problem, If especially can be a problem with your dogs uh, having already issues with itchiness and yeast overgrowth and stuff, which so many animals have nowadays already. And a healthy animal I mean, dogs that are on farms, they eat mangoes and and whatever falls in apples and whatever comes from the fruit trees, if they're having fruit trees that they're around. So they will do that. But the one thing that I always (laughs) see is like they're actually not finding coconuts so much. So that's like this new fad that everybody thinks dogs need coconuts and coconut water and coconut butter. That's not very natural for them because in nature they wouldn't be able to open them (laughs) so um but uh that would be interesting yeah so we have um i mean that the other big thing is really the containers that you're putting your water in is one one big big thing big mistake most people make
0: so if you're giving your dog water from water bottle bottled water Mm -hmm. not good
1: um, but I mean, depends on the bottled water i mean it's in plastic most of the time, so that's not great, but I mean, if you do that, that is uh, you know you still will use a bowl usually and not just have' them directly drink out of the of the water bottle you know mm-hmm. it would be plastic I'm not a fan of the plastic i'm not am not a fan at all of the of the stainless steel bowls. Because actually, I see those dogs having problems with empty cats having uh, accumulation of heavy metals like aluminum and nickel in their system. Because they're getting that from the stainless steel. That's always in those. It depends on the quality of your stainless steel, but uh, every stainless steel has nickel in it. And if it's cheaper, then even a lot of aluminum in there. And so since they go in the bowl with their tongue... They have enzymes there and that helps the stuff to get into the body and they start having those issues. And that can actually, right then and there, give them skin rashes just from the heavy metals in combination like with the water getting into their body. What other symptoms would you have
0: from uh, heavy metal toxicity? I'm sure we have all sorts of toxins in the water, in the air. Yeah, I mean... what <laughs> What, what toxins do we have in in the water now that can affect? Oh,
1: it's so many possibilities. I mean, of course, we know what it's treated with—always chlorine—and and most cities use fluoride. And then, of course, you can have arsenic and all kinds of other ones. You can have mercury in your water. You can have—you get also the medicine, of course, in there. We, we know that that uh, um, we have like um, eighty four thousand agents, chemical agents in water, possibly. Uh, that can dissolve in water. And then, of course, when they're dissolved in water, they can get anywhere in your body. and every organ, they can uh, create some havoc.
0: You said you had a story about water and one of your clients. Can you tell us that?
1: Yeah, that, that, is, that? that is actually, a, I mean, of course, I have not just one story, but the one story that popped into my mind was uh, Um. When we talk about the pH difference in waters, you know, and many people that really want to do better, they um, you have maybe an alkalizing machine. So they use alkaline water. So that means basically the pH is high. And a lot of people have that misconception that when they drink themselves a pH water, like like water with pH of above four point seven point four, which that is actually a good pH. That's what we should be drinking around seven, 7.4 would be really good pH for everybody. So some waters have that some bottled waters and they say it on their bottles. Like for example, Evian water will will claim that whether it's true or not, we would have to test for the pH stick because what happened? I had uh, this client coming and uh, I mean, I was treating his dachshund and he it was fine. We never had problems. Uh, he had figured I'd learn from me how to feed him the right stuff, uh, the raw food diet that I promote, clean water, um, non-toxic like, treats, the right care products, everything. And um, here, one day he comes and his dog had um, some strange skin issues, like just bald spots and some itchiness. And as usually, um, I have over the year totally followed my philosophy, every effect has a cause, because it always does. So I will ask the client, and we have a nice extensive, we call it Sherlock Holmes form, (laughs) to figure out what's going on. (laughs) And uh, so we asked, and he actually had brought a water sample, and he was very proudly announcing to me, this is alkaline water. I just got myself an alkaline machine. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And since I have my bioresonance machine to test stuff with frequencies, So I basically can put the water sample on my machine and then I can test the frequency of that water. So everything from that water towards the animal and whether it is good for the animal or bad or bad. And I got, the water was bad. So then I had the idea, let's see what's the pH of this water. And I called one of my technicians and I said, can you just measure with a pH stick real quick what the pH is in this water? And what do you think the pH was?
0: I have no idea. It should be seven, eight. Since it's alkaline water.
1: They even claim nine quite often. Now I don't know what he set his machine to, but I think it was probably 8.5 or 9. And they were so proud we have my my water has a pH of nine. Well, the pH was 5.5. That's acid. Exactly. So now I don't know what the water was when it came fresh out of the machine. I can only say by the time it was um, with me and I was testing the animal, it was acid. And uh, I have over the years, this was probably over 10 years ago where I had this first encounter, I have had this uh, story over and over. People bring alkaline water for testing and it not even once has tested well. So I'm very much not recommending alkaline water for that reason, obvious reason, because basically with this Dachshund, we stopped. I said to him, you can do with this water what you want, but please do not give it to your Dachshund. (laughs) So, so basically, he stopped doing that and uh, the skin healed. And uh, that's how simple healing is when you remove the cause that caused the effect to begin with.
0: You don't need drugs. No drugs. You don't need surgery. You just find the cause. Yes. And treat the cause.
1: Right. Remove the cause, change the cause to, to change what you do wrong. And uh, things go right. I mean, very simple. Very
0: simple. Very simple.
1: Now let's um, see what else with water that people often don't know. Um, it's also like the question, uh, you know, how much should an animal drink? So of course, when uh, I have my patients switch to the raw food diet, and how I promote how to prepare the meals, because I actually add more fluids to the to the to the meal to make it nice and warm. I actually have a video on my webpage. If anybody wants to see it, they can go on animalhealthoasis.com. They can go under videos and can basically um, go into tutorials. So I have tutorials that I have been uh, uh, doing for simple things, how to make cat food, canned cat food and how to heat it up. Because one of the things you do not want to use with water, where do you not want to use heat up your water? What would you not want to use to heat up your water? The microwave? Exactly. See, you're one of those few people that says the right stuff. Why would that be? I mean, that's just, um, um, you know, microwaves. Dr. Masaru Emoto, years ago, published these pictures of the messages of water. Have you ever heard about him? No. Um, So he did... um, take water samples from different water bodies all over the world, from tap water to lake water to spring water. And he froze these drops of, of, from the different sources and then put them under a microscope and was watching them under the microscope as they were thawing. And then at some stage, for a few seconds, you see this, uh, this formation. It looks like snowflakes would look. When you look at the tiny crystals of snowflakes, that you can see how a snowflake is put together. Yes. And, and so you would see different kinds of snowflakes, so to say, under microwave, uh, not micro, under microscope. And um, basically, this formation is very pretty when it's a healing spring water, like from Lourdes and France and other healing sources, or even like it showed the exposure from thoughts and words and music, like when it was exposed to classical music, wonderful formations of the water structure. When it was exposed to um, bad words um, or heavy metal music, awful, awful, no good structure, totally destroyed. And it's totally visible. All this is in the book. Yeah. And uh, then also you can see the difference between um, a... So you see the, the crystalline formation before and after exposure to a microwave, before and after exposure to a cell phone, before and after exposure to a television. And huge difference. It's completely destroyed in any of these cases so it is very important you know it's like we're talking so the water should be pure number one so i I say like to people do not use tap water but if you want to make it better you want to have it to be structured water as we call it in a nice formation because that's healing water so that's why these spring waters have healing properties to them as long as we don't put like a uh, a cell phone tower t- uh, right next to the spring because that can already affect the quality of the, of the formation, you know, and the quality is such where okay. the healing water may not be healing water anymore or for sure will lose some of its effects.
0: How can how can our listeners get more pure water you know, instead of using tap water? What can they do to help their tap water?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, the minimum you want to do is get yourself a Brita filter or similar filters and always change them. You can also use uh, most of the refrigerator full filters are good when they're exchanged regularly. Good good enough. They're not really superior, but they're good enough for much better than tap water for sure. That doesn't work. Bottled waters um, depends on the brand. Not all brands are equal. (laughs) alkaline water we just talked about it Um, then uh, of course uh, you know I mean in the old days we always said you could uh, collect rainwater and that already is not so easy anymore because our air is so polluted now you would have to at least wait with a heavy rainfall for a few hours before you start collecting Um, I mean, I had a fantastic water machine for a while, um, but it obviously wasn't popular enough because last time I checked, I couldn't find the company anymore Um, because basically they were actually taking the moisture out of the air. So they condensed that water and then they sent it through reverse osmosis. So that was the purest water I could get under the circumstances living in a kind of uh, populated area where I don't have a spring right next to me. Even our spring waters, I mean, if you're talking well water in, in Florida, for example, horrible. It's not necessarily coming from a deep enough source. So um, then it's not really not having stuff in there. Even, even worse, if people live in an area where there is mining and fracking going on, they can have totally polluted waters and don't know what hit them when they get sick. There's like all kinds of stories about this. But, and, and I mean, here in Florida, we have a lot of pesticide issues because a lot of pesticides and fertilizers, and I mean, it's high density of golf courses. So we have lots of lots of chemicals going in our water bodies. And so, I mean, I have a story there. Um, a client living in a golf course community, which many of my clients do with their pets. And they are allowed to walk their, their dogs on the golf course at night. And it depends on which one, which community. Um, so they let their, um, uh, golden retriever go in the ponds and at age four, this dog had lymphoma. So, yeah. Oh my. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there was no other reason for that dog to have it. She was feeding him or, her organic food. Um, she wasn't over vaccinated. There was not nothing else that could account for it, but we know we we know now that Roundup can actually cause that kind of disease. It's a known fact. So.
0: But that's for another. <laughs> yeah, we can, we talk can about do a that. whole. But yeah. it's like
1: if if these animals drink out of ponds. Well, it used to be healthy to drink out of a pond. It was not a big deal when you would be out in the wilderness with your animals, or even like you know in some decent areas on a in a park or something. Dog laps a little bit out out of that that pool. Big deal. Right I mean that water body, whether a lake or a pond, yeah. I mean yeah they can, can they get parasites from that, yeah, they can, and they can get giardia, but I actually give my uh pet owners uh for for the dogs and cats uh, always an herb that takes care of that, so that's never an issue if you kind of keep it in check with natural herbs, uh, so that wouldn't be the issue. The chemicals are is what's dangerous now, so. I mean, there's fantastic other things you can do to enhance um, the quality of the water. So you can do vortexing. So what you- is that? <laughs> well, you know what a vortex is, right? Yeah, yeah. So you just spiral it into uh, through some some structures, you can use crystals and even stru- and structure and structured through the crystal and have the water, the pure. So you want still to take pure water. I, I'm not a fan of saying like I can take really polluted water and vortex that even so it will through the formation um, that the structure that that will be created help a little bit to eliminate some of the toxic effects of the water because you're basically energizing the water and giving it a better structure. Okay, I mean water is a funny. I mean it's a, it's 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 not funny. It's really like the most intelligent liquid. You have the positive side and you have the positive two sides, the two H. So H and H, and you have the O, right? Yep. So, And that that looks like a, whatever, like a headless little figure,
0: (laughs) if you want. (laughs) All you chemistry buffs will know what she's talking about, yeah.
1: (laughs) Trying to make it understandable, right? And when it has uh, basically the positive charge on the one side and the negative charge on the other side, it will actually... Uh, like a positive and negative magnet side it will connect with the other magnets that to the other water molecule in a certain way it cannot do the negative to negative it has to do to positive to negative and you, and that's where you get a net structure in water so every molecule of water con- connects with another molecule of water through its charges and it can change that formation how it's connected to each other in endless ways that's why you have endless molecular formations and that's really what Emoto uh, was like showing you know that's what he was was making visible with, with his pictures yeah. and so that's like the fantastic stuff and it's of course not just in water that's just where we can see it that's what's happening in your body and it gets really valuable what can the people do they can at least take a good source of pure water that they at least filtered, and then they have to or, like, if they really want to do this, they can say a prayer over the water, at least have good thoughts over the water, good words over the water, good music over the water, rather than negative stuff, uh, fearful messages out of the TV or something will all influence the water. Hmm. Yeah. So, the water you're giving your dog, if you've been
0: listening to all the, the negative things that have been going on,
1: can literally yeah,
0: affect the water that you and your pets and just
1: playing in your house 24 seven music or like tv going on will affect the water that you're drinking will affect the body and fluid in your body also
0: have there any been any studies to correlate this the the, the malformation of the the water molecules and the bad things that they may do
1: well we not in a tr- in a conventional way because that's where they of course don't look at that They're, they don't have ways do to measure it yeah. they can't they, they wouldn't know how to measure it but in the traditions they've always done this they see basically these whole mandala pictures and all that is basically all stuff the more structured your thoughts get the more structured your water gets the more structured and healthier and and, and vibrant your your body becomes and the more you can actually connect to source. I mean, that's like Hmm. when you talk about gurus and stuff, being able to do this, and now more and more people starting to teach this, whether that's that guru or whether that's Dr. Joe Dispenza that are teaching us more and more in a modern way how to uh, meditate. And that's really when you can automatically, through good meditation and sitting and exposing your son as yourself, especially to light, good light, sunlight, that will actually energize the water. So, of course, in nature, it would be outside again, the water body, and it would get exposed to light. So, take your dog for a walk. Exactly. Take your cat for a walk. Take
0: exactly. your bird for a walk.
1: <laughs> yeah, you need to take Belle for a walk. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. so we need sunlight yeah. in order to get the better the water in your cells, to improve the water in your pet's cells.
1: Right. And I mean, there's, you know, a whole other um, uh, discovery about the fourth phase of water. Ever heard that? Because, I mean, we have three phases that we're aware of, right?
0: Liquid, mm-hmm. gas, and solid. Right. Okay.
1: And there is like an in-between phase, just when you go from basically liquid to gas, gaseous for a few seconds, there's a fourth phase of water that they discovered a few years ago. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And, and it's also like, um, in the connection with the, uh, like, uh, the, the one that was involved in discovering that Gerald Pollack and, uh, he called the zone where that happens, the easy zone for, um, um, energized water, the energized zone. And it has a specific formation Um, on a hydrophilic area, so that's kind of like talking about the model, how is it in in the body, how would it be in the body, so they took Mm. a hydrophilic, so a water-loving surface, and they put water on it, and then they saw when they were shining a light, infrared light on it, that the water started like forming itself where all the negative charges were were looking towards the water-loving area totally charging that area up with a negative field, which is a positive thing in the body when you have a negative field around hydrophilic, so around membranes and, and, and things in the, in the cells. Hmm. And yeah. so in reality, you can take, um, if you don't go outside and you can take an uh, infrared light like a, we have this little LED light that we call it a bio ray. Mm-hmm. and there's uh, li- lights like this that have specific frequencies that totally energize the body by energizing and rest- helping to energize it in restructuring the water and giving hmm. those light photons into the water so it can actually form itself and, and organize itself in a, for a certain way around mm-hmm. things.
0: Could you just put, um- a, a, a red filter in front of a light and shine it on your pet would that help or does it have to be a specific on the filter. frequency
1: that depends on the filter whether that will do the frequency yeah to, they're it, not all equal and it's like there's you know but it's better than nothing
0: yeah yeah but that would benefit
1: infrared would really be important so, that so it is you, in the infrared range yeah
0: oh, so if you have any kind of infrared light it's a good thing to shine it
1: yeah, you I have to be careful for, if it's a laser light. I mean, that's the yeah. whole idea about laser. Laser or LED lights, I, I prefer LED because I don't have to watch out to get it in anybody's eye and hurt somebody. And it's uh, they're finding out more and more that these LED lights, if it's the right um, frequency per se, are actually even better than lasers. And it's much more user-friendly. I can get this to my owners and they can use it every day on your animals. So they don't have to come to me where we do it for a few hours and then they go home and they have nothing to continuously do this almost like 24 7. Hmm. okay yeah besides there you know i'm always i'm a big proponent to help um, neutralize electromagnetic frequencies and of course again our electromagnetic frequencies in the air it's with Wi-Fi nowadays that pretty much everybody has wireless connections, wireless keyboard, wireless mouse, wireless cell phone, wireless towers, and all that is in our air now. And all that will have an effect on the water body, too. So not just what we can see and hear, also what we cannot see and hear, but we can measure it.
0: So that affects the water that we give them to drink. And it affects and the water in
1: our body. And their cells. their body. Yeah,
0: of course. So what kinds of disruptions do you see because of this?
1: Well, it's a huge issue, especially when the animals try to, um, or the humans, same thing, when we try to heal from something, um, we get constantly have to put energy into our system to reorganize our water structure that is in every cell to actually heal the liver or heal the kidney or heal the stomach. So it's always getting like more chaotic because of this exposure instead of more organized. I see the biggest difference when I place um, the devices that I provide that I actually import from Germany uh, that are called Geosaves, um, into a home, into the area where the animal is. And the animal doesn't come back with the same kind of itching or like it's really for, for allergies, for, for back problems, for anything. The animal finally goes home and can heal because it is not exposed to disturbing frequencies anymore. Hmm. And it holds okay. and then it doesn't have to see me off and it can just, you know, that way you don't have to come to the veterinarian every week. Even if I have a bioresonance machine, it can help you. You're starting to do these basic pillars, right? That's what what I'm all about. I have like the six pillar system and the number one is water. So that's what we're talking about, water. Water, yes. And then of course the food, but the food has to have water in it too. And if you think about it, the care products, if you use a shampoo, which is, again, a liquid with the wrong ingredients and they're in the wrong pH, when people think they can use the baby shampoo that they find something, and they think because it's a baby shampoo for humans, it's going to help it be, be nice for the dog. It's absolutely wrong. You don't want to do this because it's totally different skin, different pH, different fur they have. They are not humans. They're not little, little people. They're animals. They're carnivores. So you cannot use the baby shampoo. You need to use a good dog shampoo which again, not every, every shampoo is equal. Then the sleep is like what I'm just talking about. Like EMF will disturb your body's water again. And the whole structure Mm -hmm. you you get basically energetically um, your, your, your nervous system gets excited all the time because of it, because you get, you, you, you stay in sympathetic mode because you're basically always in fight and flight. And at night your body wants to shut down in parasympathetic mode and it can't, When it is exposed to this frequency, not, it's not organized. Everything would usually be organized as it usually was. It was organized and calm. And at night, you could just go down. And what I provide this geosayers actually makes that happen again. And then the system can get into sympathetic mode and relax. And you get deep, relaxing sleep and can reorganize your water at night. And then, of course, yeah. like the other pillar is the happiness. You know, you yeah. can actually we know we can heal everything with happiness, joy yes. instead of fear. Be in love and, and trust instead of fear and doubt. How many people do you know that are in love and trust?
0: These days, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, not very many. Yeah, we yeah. need to become more
1: joyful again, right? So I yeah, go out and so get a dog. <laughs> Yes,
0: and, and take it, him for a walk. Then take him for the walk and so, and give him good water. First thing, first thing you need to do is give them good water. What about hydro what was it, hydrogen water? Yeah, hydrogen what water. What about hydrogen water? Is that yeah. good to give to your pets? Absolutely. We know the alkaline water is is not good yeah. because we don't know
1: No, that's that's, that's not good. But the hydrogen water, yes, absolutely because it actually provides hydrogen molecules which helps the byproducts of uh, the metabolism. We, we get OH minus, chemically speaking, and we put another H to it that makes H2O. So basically, okay. you know, you have like the metabolites and OH minus, and then you give it a hydrogen water to it because you have this garbage product that wants to get out of the cell. So it needs a helper to get it out. So the water would be the one that, so you send a hydrogen molecule by drinking it, it gets into your cell, this hydrogen molecule uh, element really makes it, it goes together with the OH minus and makes it H2O. So we, we make water out of your garbage products and that way you can detoxify the garbage products by providing more hydrogen.
0: So it works the same way for oh, yeah, your pets, too.
1: Absolutely. Perfectly. It's fantastic for them. And they like it. They like drinking it. Yeah. So there is water machines that do it. I do promote one specific one. It's on my webpage. But you can find tablets. But if you do a tablet where you put the hydrogen, is basically dissolved. Well, you still have to find pure water to put that hydrogen in. And so, the machine I have has basically a filter. So it's a nice setup. So I have it like it's counting down, you know, and I know when I need to filter exchange. But I do actually recommend to store that water that I get out of that in a copper container. That's traditional ways of doing it in a better way. So you can store it at least for like 12 hours in a copper container because that helps the structuring of the water
0: why the copper container doesn't have any of the the toxic uh, chemicals or sometimes I figured that they would line it. Well, you don't want to have any. Yeah. You don't want to
1: have the shiny lining that's that hinders that basically would hinder it from oxidizing. So you want like a pure um, old fashioned copper container, you know, nice. I, I found some nice ones. And that's so I have my water sit there and then I drink it from there. I mean, the other way would be spiral at least through Mm -hmm. some spiral thing, um, you know, to vortex it, to revitalize it. So why is that? Because if you have the water come out, even through my filter machine, you have it come out there, um, it actually was forced through pipes from like your municipal water source through pipes and kinks and whatever it was forced through it. And water wants to flow. I mean, if you want to read up on that, that's really Victor Schauberger. He was an Austrian farmer and he was actually not a farmer. He he was uh, an Austrian person for sure. He was not a farmer anymore, (laughs) Um, but he actually helped the wood workers because he created all kinds of, fantastic things where he because he understood water and could like use the vortexes to create whole systems where it transported the wood from the forests over long areas by just using it and he he showed like how to create healthy water again he created a vortex machine so that's fantastic work where he really showed how we can revitalize it that way and how we can utilize it and how basically what did he do he observed nature because what is it if you look in a natural setting at a creek and it goes over the stones and, and it always changes there are so many vortexes little vortexes in the in, in the stream you know it's changing all the time it's always a life water is life water is a life water is the source of all life you know, we need to be having, if, if you are drying out in your intestines and actually one thing, big, big thing is like, um, it's kind of like a myth that we should be drinking frequently throughout the day, little, little sips. That's actually dangerous. Same for the. Same for the pet. It's actually something pets. I've seen that, that I have owners, they keep forcing their dog to drink every 10 minutes. They hold a bowl under their nose and they say, drink. And then the dog to please the owner drinks to like two or three laps, but usually not more. But that's absolutely not healthy. It's much better for us to drink one big amount. Can you understand why? Why
0: I mean? is it? Why? Why is that?
1: Well, so if I drink one big gulp, like let's say I'm thirsty, and then I drink, and let's say our ancestors were thirsty and they would see a creek and they go drink and they drink a whole bunch like at once if you drink too much more than you really need for you to to quench your thirst it goes into your intestines and you, your body lets only so much get absorbed of the water and the rest goes actually out through the intestines and never really gets absorbed into your cells but if you frequently drink little amounts, you're actually going to absorb much more than you need because it's constantly small and it could actually lead to overhydration and a lack of electrolytes in your system. So you actually can get dehydration in your cells. You can actually, even your, your brain can swell up when you have too much hydration, overhydration. Same, same for the Same animals. for the pets, of
0: course. So do you leave the bowl with the dog all day and he can drink what he wants. Don't make him drink. Don't make Don't make him drink. Don't
1: ever force your dog to drink. But the thing is when I, for example, as I promote that, give like the water in the food. So I actually put a little bit more water in the food. If the dog is very dehydrated in the beginning, we give him more and we can even offer them a broth. That is the equivalent of giving him a big jug of water to drink at once but not frequently. I'm not saying give him a broth five times a day and have him like drink like a teaspoon five times or even 10 times or even like 24, however much that's, that's not okay. You give them maybe once a day an extra broth. If you really have a dehydrated dog, if they don't want it, don't force them to do that. Then they're usually hydrated at that point. Um, With their food, they usually take their food with the water and that actually helps them then to go number two. So that actually helps and prevents them from being constipated. Of course you should take them out and not just expect them you send them out and say go poop. Yeah. I've I've basically <laughs> seen that often where I ask people I'm like, your dog is constipated, what's going on? And they're like, well I let I let him out and I'm like, what? What do you mean? And then I hear the story, yeah, I let him out and he needs to go poop. Then I'm like, oh, how do you poop on command? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I mean <laughs> I guess I'd find that very difficult. I mean if I when I go out for a walk with my dog, I go like um, around the block at least, and she's a little dog, but she sometimes poops two or three times when we walk. So if she doesn't poop in the in the first five minutes, but we walk for thirty minutes and then she may even poop three times. Not often, most of the time it's only once. But she poops pretty much every time I walk her because the exercise and relaxation and as I say it like it's for them reading the mail all these nice interesting smells you know it's like with their sense of smell it's (laughs) that's when they get get relaxed and then they go number two it's it's probably like the equivalent to the person that goes to to the bathroom with a newspaper right (laughs) the magazine or something (laughs) relaxes them I don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and oh, think God. about it in a funny way so yeah. next yeah. time you walk your dog think
0: about that so. yeah. bring a reader's digest <laughs> along for him mm. yeah speaking of good water now we've got all this good water we, we put it through the brita filter we've got it through whatever and we finally has some decent water we're going to make a lot of it in time what's the best thing besides the copper to store it in
1: glass glass no oh, glass Like I say, with bowls, I said what not to use. I didn't really say what to use. So I promote coral bowls, um, glass bowls, Pyrex bowls. Um, Copper bowl would be a potential if you find one that is not treated with some anti-oxidizing layer because that could be a toxic layer of some chemical. So I still prefer coral, glass, or Pyrex. Okay. No plastic. no plastic. No plastic.
0: No stainless
1: steel. I mean, the only one for travel that uh, seems to be decent is maybe those, you know, these pop-up uh, silicone that they have now, silicone bowls. So that's decent.
0: Those aren't a problem.
1: Yeah, they they seem to be good. I mean, not my preferred one, glass. I still prefer for the quality of the water. Um, but for traveling, yes, if you are afraid of breaking another bowl, yeah. So, but I don't promote stainless steel, not even for people. Why is everybody drinking out of stainless steel? Get yourself a copper um, nice bottle instead of a stainless steel one if you want to drink about, out of something like this. Besides, you don't have to drink and zip every five minutes. I mean, last time I was at the gym, I was like, what the heck? Every five minutes he said, and now drink. And I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even bring a bottle to my gym. <laughs> <laughs> and it's exactly that actually not healthy way of doing it. <laughs> you drink before and you can drink after if you're thirsty, but don't force yourself. And yes, of course I'm not the person to eat dry cookies and chips all day long and, and dried fruits or any of this. You want the, the the water in your food and the more it is in your food, that's the, that's the big thing about why juicing is good because you have structured water in the juice. So if you, if like, in you know, in the juicy part of the plant, because it's structured water right there. So that's the, the advantage of juice over, of course, only if you freshly juice it and drink it right away and don't have it pasteurized and buy it in the store, basically, where they heated it and did all kinds of things with it again. By that time, it has lost its structure.
0: Is juicing okay for your dog? Or Depends your cat? on what
1: you put in the juice. Yeah, the cat's probably... Well, very few of them, if if you have a very young cat and get them used to all kinds of things very early on, they can become like a dog. But if you have a cat that already is a junk food eater, when you get them, I mean, like like my adopted ones, I mean, especially the second one, I I always jokingly say she's still dreaming about her junk food days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but boy is she healthier now <laughs> she was a kit kat
0: cat before yeah. now she's much better Now much better okay oh goodness uh so and let's sort of wrap it up here um don't give your don't give your dog your pet cat or uh i'm sorry don't give him tap water not cat water tap water don't give him tap water no. Use some sort of a filter right? and store it in a glass jar and right. it, it just yeah. much, much better. Keep
1: it clean, but don't sterilize the, the, your containers with some chemicals. Um, you can use, we, we love a soap called Miracle Soap. Um, you can do food grade hydrogen peroxide you know, to clean and dry your container out and then you fill the water into that. And then keep it nice and closed. I mean, don't stick your fingers in there. Do watch that your containers, if you store it in containers, do not get mold on there. It can happen easily when there is, of course, no preservative in there. So don't store the water forever without checking. So that's the only yep. danger you could have from storing water. But that's, again, where copper is so superior and will not let mold grow. So that's, again, a big thing for copper. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you want to put this container in the refrigerator? Do you want to give your pet, pets cold water?
1: Yeah, that's actually, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's a big deal. Um, we really should drink water that is very close to our body temperature. So the closer, the healthier. So that's why it's usually better. You actually let it warm to room temperature. I mean, I do store most of my water at room temperature and I drink it at room temperature. Because it's really, uh, it should be within four degrees of your body temperature if you really want to optimize it.
0: What's a dog's normal body temperature?
1: It's just a little bit warmer than us. So Mm -hmm. if we have body temp, if we have the water at a at a temperature, I would say at least we should have it at uh, which in Florida is easy, like eighty degrees, you know, Fahrenheit. Stick it
0: outside (laughs) for a little while. Well, then of course you (laughs) can have
1: it warmer, but. I just say room temperature. I mean, it's really water, no ice. We really don't want to. That's the other thing that I've seen some, some people, the same people that, that uh, give their dog every five minutes an offering of water, put an ice cube in there too while they're at it. Horrible. No Horrible good. for the health. No Horrible good. for our health to do ice water. And probably a lot of people do not like to hear it, but the physiology says absolutely no.
0: Is it especially... Uh, Important for them not to have the animals, not to have the, well, the cold water. Because most of them are, sm- are smaller than we are. Does, does it affect?
1: Well, it can cool you down food. very much. And, and, that, and you really don't want to be cooled down because that's dangerous for your health. There's a, there's a reason why we have a certain body temperature. So you really don't want to be cooled down. Besides, it always will interfere with the digestion of food, especially if you, the closer you do that to, to the food feeding time. Like that's, that's why ice water while you're eating a meal, it's totally slowing your digestion down because your enzymes won't work and the same for their enzymes and their digestive tract is way shorter than ours, so even more so. Okay. I mean, you know, there's always exceptions to the rule. So if my dog has a heat stroke almost because it is too, too warm and it's been running or something, yes. I mean, there's exceptions to the rule where you could do this, but that's not the norm that you have to use or should be doing that.
0: Yeah, but normally. Okay, so you get a nice clean water, store it in a clean pot, make sure there's no
1: <clears throat> glass corral. Copper, have good, good thoughts, copper, yes, and have good, and thoughts, good thoughts over thoughts it. Over or it. you can even put a nice sticker that says love, the word love on it, or something like this, hmm. gratitude. That actually was all shown in those trials with the, with, with, with the water with, with uh, Dr. Emoto. Okay. So you can look these pictures up. Fantastic work where it was made visible.
0: Okay. So love the water before
1: you give it to your pets. Don't give it to them cold. There was a reason why prayer over your food helped uh-huh. Those old traditions, you know. Good oh. thoughts over the fault, Thanking for the for the food on the table. And of course, that is, again, the water in the food is what's reacting to it. Water reacts to people. Structures react to our thoughts, our sounds, our speeches. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, that's a wonderful way to, to wrap this up. Thank you very much for being here today. And I think we'll have you on a lot more because a lot of this has been very, very interesting. And I think not only does it apply to our pets, but like I said, it applies to us too. So think about a lot of what we've said today and see if you can apply it to yourselves. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next time.